Oh, yeah, the doctor's in the house today. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Welcoming you today, July 5th, uh, the day after a great uh, holiday for the United States of America, the 4th of July. So thank you. I appreciate uh, all the new listeners that we have, are accumulating, and I hope you all enjoyed <clears throat> last week's show with Mr. Phil Safer. Uh, it did generate a lot of emails to me, so I thank you. And if you want to contact me, I am at docronradio at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com. And just uh, people have asked, how can I hear you? Well, obviously, we get most of our listens here on Podbean. Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored, but we're on Spotify and Apple and I, uh, iTunes Podcasts and uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, uh, Samsung Podcasts. I mean, we're on a lot of different platforms. Even Alexa will give us a year give you the latest uh, episode. So I do wel welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. I do want to send my condolences out to the Iacona family today. We all lost a dear friend in, in Jimmy Iacona and uh, just a great friend, a great family. So last week's show, as I said, was quite interesting when Mr. Safer, who can talk about almost anything in the alternative uh medicine field talked about breath so i thought well let's let's just expand about a little bit on that today because um it's so important uh because it, it has to do with our vagus nerve you know we don't always want to be in that flight or fight mode we don't you know we're living in this in this that this mode today for the last couple of years we've been living in this fear mode which puts us in a our nervous system on high alert. And we got to thinking last week after the program that there are many diseases and there's disorders that we have today that have their roots in that darn nerve called the vagus nerve. And most of you may not have even heard about it until last week because we have not done many programs on the parasympathetic and autonomic nervous system. But this that nerve, it plays a role in, in a lot of different things. I mean, heart, kidney, depression, even your weight. And it, it has to, it's new research showing that uh, infections involve this nerve and chronic fatigue syndrome and how many people are tired all the time. This nerve uh, comes from the Latin meaning the wanderer or wondering. It goes from our brain. It starts in our brain on down to our heart, our lungs, our digestive tract. And it has to do with almost every organ of our body, our heart, our liver, our gut, blood vessels, our mouth, our brain. And we're not going to get into the anatomy of the nerve and we're not going to get into the chemistry of the nerve uh, because there, there is more to it at that level but let's just talk about today you know what does this nerve do and why is breath as mr safer said so important 
And uh, that's what we want to just talk a little bit about. So it's a large nerve huh, of the autonomic nervous system from the brain down through the colon and the adrenal. Uh, does not go to the adrenal glands, by the way. And it can regulate some of our skeletal muscles, the muscles we use every day. And when I was in medical school a hundred years ago, it was thought that this nerve was mainly for the stomach and heart, but now it casts a much wider net in the body, ladies and gentlemen. It has an innumerable functions, far beyond what we initially thought. And we'll get into some of these, like chronic fatigue syndrome. You know, people that have this, uh, it's long been suspected that it's a viral infection that triggers it. And you can get it, you know, with the long COVID syndrome, long haul syndrome from COVID. But maybe it is because that immune response that we had from that infection just never shuts off never shuts off and keeps our vagus nerve in the sympathetic mode, the mode for fight or flight. You know, that's the, that's when you're always ready to go. You're, you want to avoid that saber tooth tiger, as they say. That fight or flight, freeze or that freeze and fly response. That makes you just want to feel, you want to just shut down. And remember, this is the important part. If we learn nothing else, you cannot heal and no regeneration takes place during this fight light or freeze activation. So when you're in this state of hyperacuity, hyper tension, this tension, and you, you can't heal anything. You can only heal when you're relaxed. So we, that is another reason why I was so happy that Mr. Safer started introducing us to the breathing because that can help us to heal because if we're in a survival mode, you know, we don't have to worry about healing. We just want to get out and live, right? So that's sort of the, the, the basis of this vagus nerve. We want to be in these non-stressful situations where we're emotionally healthy and our bodies stay in a social engagement state. We're happy have an attitude of gratitude. We can connect with other human beings and we want to decrease this stress state, huh? So, uh, let's see what we can do here. So remember, Fight or flight is necessary for survival, but no healing takes place. So let's talk about how or what are we going to do to uh, activate this vagus nerve? 
You know, a lot of people think that the number one reason, the number one uh, action you should take is cold exposure. Maybe some of you, we talked a little bit about it last week, about Wilm Hof, the Iceman, and his, you know, he dives into ice pools and has these breathing techniques. Well, he's, he's actuating his vagus nerve. This parasympathetic nervous system, sudden cold exposure. Results, believe it or not, an increased blood flow to flow to your body, body and your brain as the tissues warm up and better nerve conduction. And of course, what happens when you get cold, your, your fight or flight system, that declines. So cold stimulation. And they've noticed in some research that it is especially specific for the, the sides of your neck. The sides of your neck. So if you want to in the shower and you want to throw some cold water on, on you, do it on the sides of your neck. That's probably one of the simpler ways to stimulate your vagus nerve and, and improve that vagal tone. So you can get into that healing and re, and uh, regeneration mode, mode, or just splash cold water on your face and neck. Hold some ice to your neck. I think that we could do that, right? And remember, remember last week, Mister Safer said not only the breathing, but you could hum, and there are certain. Uh, frequencies that are really important but you know just humming that will be good as as you go through your breathing exercises and deep slow breathing through your nose huh and remember a lot of this is on his website elexa.com forward slash breath and you'll see what he talked about last week And he talked about inhaling for the count of four, holding for a count of four, exhaling, exhaling for a count of six to eight, wait for a count of four and repeat that to get your body into this relaxation state and improving your vagal tone. Breathing alone can improve. can be found to improve all the functions uh, of the vagus nerve. That slow breathing did, not fast breathing. And why? Can you think why fast breathing would not stimulate the vagus nerve? Because fast breathing makes your body think it's running from a saber-toothed tiger. Alarm bells go off in your brain and that activates the stress response. Do you get the idea? So, what is this vagal tone? And how does it affect your heart? You know, your heart should not be the same beat 24 hours a day. Really, a healthy person has what they call heart rate variability, and they can measure it doing certain types of EKGs. So it's good that it stays, you know, between that 50 to 80 mark. 
but it should have the ability to go higher when you have to uh, get out of a stressful situation. And that's one of the tests they use to measure vagal tone. A lot of doctors can quantify how much stress you you have, depending on how much vagal heart rate variability you have. And guess what? There's a connection between the heart and the breath. When your vagus nerve is in good tone, there's just very small variations in heart in your heart rate during when you're breathing. So generally, when you inhale, your heart rate speeds up, and when you exhale, your heart rate slows down. And when your vagus nerve is working properly, there's there's not a lot of difference between the, the inhaling and the exhaling. So what do you think? Most people take in how many breaths in a, a minute? Well, the average is 9 to 24. 9 to 24. And they you get used to that and you develop and you know, your sensitivity to carbon dioxide goes away. And then you just keep breathing faster. So that's why scientists are finding, and as we talked about last week, the most effectual heart rate is six breaths per minute. Six breaths per minute. And they, they know this through this heart rate variability uh, testing. Your blood pressure will come down. But you have to practice it. So slow breathing can have immediate benefits both to your heart and to your respiratory system. It, it'll make your heart more flexible and enlivened. And you'll get away from that stressed out fight or flight mode toward a more open, relaxed, socially oriented outlook. And something else has a benefit. There's a study out there that looked into the potential analgesic effect of this type of breathing. Analgesic means relief of pain because they found that the perception of pain was lower when patients held their breath after deep inhalation. Isn't that something? <clears throat> I guess Dr. Lamas found that out a long time ago when a lot of women used to practice the Lamas method of, of delivering babies. And there's another relationship you should be aware of, and that's your breathing and your emotions, especially chronic, you know, depression and anxiety can be caused by chronic stress. And they can affect the way your diaphragm works. You, you know, you'll find your breathing faster and more shallow when you're under a lot of stress. So there are a lot of health benefits, ladies and gentlemen, from the six breaths per minute, stimulating this vagus nerve. 
And there are studies out there that show that it is, you'll have less dead space in your lungs when you breathe slower. You won't be hyperventilating. Your diaphragm at the bottom of your lungs will be engaged more. And make it easier for you, for you to, to just breathe these six breaths per minute. And guess what? You're going to increase your oxygen, oxygen uptake. Everybody seems to have a pulse oximeter now. Well, as you breathe slower, you're going to, you'll see your, your pulse oxygen levels go up. And really importantly, you'll have optimal functioning of this vagus nerve, this sympathetic nervous system this parasympathetic part of it to keep you calmer, healing and regenerating. Your heart will fill your heart. You will have more blood in your heart and therefore the amount of blood pump per minute will increase. So geez, you know, a simple little thing that Phil Safer mentioned last week can have a lot of effects on our body. Can help with the chronic fatigue syndrome as we started out with depression, maybe some cognitive disorders. Maybe it'll make you calmer and less aggressive. And they think this is how it, uh, the vagus nerve can affect mental health, dude, because of this gut-brain axis that we didn't even talk about yet. Because the vagus nerve communicates between the gut and the brain. You know, you ever had that gut reaction, that gut feeling? I feel it in my gut because the gut and the brain are connected. And as I've said for over two years now, there is... 70 to 80% of your immune system is in your gut and you have to have a superior interior, meaning the microbiome, the bacteria in your gut have to be always maximized. Well, those microbiome, these, these, these uh, bacteria interact with the, with the vagus nerve. And guess what? Guess where those signals go? Right to where the vagus nerve, nerve starts up into the brain. So when you have a superior interior, you have less stress and, and, and interaction, less uh, fear, fear, less fear, you'll be calmer and you'll have less diseases and you won't be as hungry. You won't eat as much. You'll have better regulation of your gut hormones. Your heart rate will be more normal. You'll have better functioning of your heart symptoms, of your heart rate. It's not heart symptoms, your heart function. Very important, that immune system, right? It'll, it'll upregulate. And you'll have better communication between your immune cells and your brain.
And there are a host of diseases and problems that the vagus nerve can help. Maybe you'll have less migraines and less cluster headaches. All, all these studies were not done in humans, but you know, the treatment, the breathing techniques, the cold water, that's not going to hurt. Supporting your gut health with a good pre and probiotic and moving exercise helps activate this nerve. Any kind of physical movement, ladies and gentlemen, stimulates the vagus nerve. And remember, it goes to your lungs and your heart and to your brain. Those of you who like yoga, fantastic for getting into that Zen state and that, that vagus nerve, that healing state, that relaxation state, that regeneration state. And sunlight. You know, it's, it's needed. It's a necessary nutrient for our bodies. Don't be afraid of the sun. The human body needs light to be healthy. And to keep us in a normal rhythm of sleep and wake, wakefulness. And as we've talked about on this program, earthing or grounding, a technique to help you connect back with the earth. Helps balance your heart rate. And activate what? The vagus nerve of the parasympathetic nervous system. Grounding, ladies and gentlemen. Work walking barefoot on the beach, using a grounding mat. And even Phil Safer said last week, grounding shoes. Just a few hours has a calming effect on your mind and body, lowering blood pressure, lowering heart rate, and lowering those stress hormones. So it's called grounding or earthing. You can look it up. And you don't have to walk barefoot on the beach. You can walk barefoot on the grass. Even ceramic tile, they're telling me now, is, is, is very beneficial to get those electrons into your body. And, you know, being a tree hugger, it's not all wacko stuff. Spending some time in nature. Connect with the energies of the earth. And please find time to laugh and smile. You've heard through your life, laughter is truly the best medicine. Well, laughter activates that parasympathetic nervous system, that vagus nerve. Laughter creates movement. Guess where else? In your face, your chest, your diaphragm. Do you ever hurt? laugh so much your stomach hurt? That naturally engages the parasympathetic nervous system. Stay connected socially. As I have told you for the last seven years, social connections, social relationships are the number one reason why people live long. It outranks obesity, smoking, Drinking, social connections. 
And why? You, people just say, why? Well, it's a parasympathetic, parasympathetic state. When you're relaxed, you're regenerating, you're healing. And when you're socially connected, you're all you're triggering this, your vagus nerve through your mouth, your eyes. You know, it's going back to your brain. These connections will make you feel right when you're with somebody you, you you love, makes you feel safe, turns on that vagus nerve. Now, something I have just been reading about is sleeping on your right side. They're saying now that restful sleep helps you relax, right? We've talked about regenerative sleep, how your brain detoxifies through the glymphatic nervous system and how it shrinks down in size because it's, it, uh, a, lot of, a lot of toxins are released from the brain. But sleeping on your right side, they say, activates your parasympathetic nervous system. And how did they find this out? By checking heart rate variability. And that's how they found out that the parasympathetic activity, that vagus nerve is increased during sleep. Here's what some of it said. It said, for example, lying on your back led to the lowest vagus activation in one study. Okay, so lying on your back was less, you had less vagal activity if you lied on your back versus your right side. You know what? If you're not having uh, success sleeping at night besides taking your melatonin, you might want to try sleeping on your right side. You might want to try sleeping on an earthing mat. And something I have told some friends of mine that have had vagus, uh, vagus problems, that vagus nerve activates the muscles in the back of your throat. So gargling, chewing can activate that vagus nerve. And that gargling has to be vigorous gargling huh, in the back of your throat for at least two minutes. That could activate that, that vagus nerve. Put some cold towels on your neck and you're ready to go. And as I've been saying for six years, practice an attitude of gratitude. There's so many good hormones that are released when you're grateful. An attitude of gratitude, ladies and gentlemen. And what did Phil Safer say last week? When you're exhaling, you know, when you're doing your breathing, breathing techniques, put your tongue on the on your, the top of your mouth, on the roof of your mouth. Well, I, I didn't know much, know anything about that last week, but as I was doing some research for today, uh, I found out that the vagus nerve is responsible for controlling many of the muscles of your mouth and your soft palate. So stimulating the muscles of your tongue. And they're saying use your tongue as a toothbrush on those on the roof of your mouth can can make that vagus nerve. Be your friend.
So last week's show was really good. It, it, it uh, stimulated me to do some research about breath and about this vagus nerve. And there is some research, and I'll probably report more on this later, that they've cut the vagus nerve in, in animals and put glyphosate, Roundup, and these those animals with a cut vagus nerve did not get Parkinson's disease. Those with an intact vagus nerve developed symptoms of Parkinson's disease. So that's that gut-brain connection we always talk about. You know, if you have a leaky gut, you're probably going to have a leaky brain. Those connections, uh, tight connections that the brain has not to let toxic material up there, they, they start opening up. So um, this vagus nerve is, uh, is really important. And one last thing, and then we'll go for today. Um, the, this vagus nerve, as we said, is connected to a host of, of different diseases. And it is even being published that it is connected to Parkinson's disease, in addition to everything else I told you about. Please turn off the news. Stop putting rubbish in your mind because it's, most of it is absolute trash. Restrict or eliminate it. It's, it's a form of mind control. And cut back on the social media. And I'll have Dr. Wong talk about this at some point because he brought it to my attention that it is a form of mind control coming through the television. There's patents on it from 1992, how you can control the mind through the television. Predictive programming, it's called. And the people doing it are masters. They can program your subconscious with words, images, tonality, symbolism. Toxic is divisive. So you want to be healthier, you want to have a better vagal tone, tone. cut down the time you spend on social media and mainstream media, the news. So that's negative input, right? So wouldn't that go along with, and I would advise, don't hang around negative people. It's contagious. You want to hang around people that are healthy and positive. Harder, harder to do. It's not that easy, I know, but you have to work at it. Just as I try and work at every day is my last day. Try not to worry about yesterday or tomorrow. It's hard to do, but you can be happier if you, if you work at it. Do not let people bombard you with toxicity or drag you down. Okay. And you'll be better for it. So let's breathe. Let's chant. Let's gargle, let's do some cold showers. 
Let's make sure we take some good probiotics. Meditate while you're breathing. Positive social connections. Turn off the TV. And then you may get to the root causes of some of these chronic uh, diseases. You might find yourself finally feeling the better than you've ever felt. So I want to thank you for listening. Remember uh, Phil Safer's uh, breathing uh, exercise could be found at uh, elexa.com forward slash breath. And you can do the box breathing that we talked about today, you know, four, four in, six out, rest four, repeat. Try to limit your breath through your nose to six times a minute. And you'll be uh, amazed on how that, as you improve your vagus nerve, nerve tone, your health will improve. Some people have a lot of uh, cough reflex. You know, that'll, that'll get better too. Inflammatory conditions will get better. Okay. So next week, we may have Dr. Negri on. We're not sure yet. He's written a great book on naturopathic health and the history of it. So I'll be contacting him later today and uh, I'll let you know. In the meantime, have a great rest of the week. Enjoy, be healthy, have an attitude of gratitude, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week. When the doctor is in the house Or when the doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you Sure, he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor and let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house see you next week